Chapter 19. The Flats. At six, Eve Montgomery's Thunderbird pulled into the Wilson's front yard, and Blue's grandmother splashed across the grass to offer them a spare umbrella. It's going to be a tight fit, she apologized. Goat didn't invite Ma Myrtle, but I've been wanting to get her away from all the, well, you know. Tumble's parents didn't know, and Tumble wasn't about to tell them. Goat's house was only a couple of miles away. Blue's grandmother turned off the dirt road onto a private trail that was blocked by a gate covered in posted no trespassing signs. Eve jumped out of the car and opened it. When she made it back, she was shaking rainwater out of her hair. I could have done that, said Blue. He waved his right arm at the rearview mirror. Hey, said Tumble, your cast is off. That's great. You're not supposed to get your stitches wet, Eve said, and I'm not sweet enough to melt. Blue grinned at Tumble. They took my cast off at the ER, but now my leg looks all Frankensteined. He leaned over and lifted the bandage so they could, so that he could show her the black stitches running up and down his bruised shin. How many are there? Tumble asked. She was sardine between her parents, so she couldn't see as well as she would have liked. Thirty-nine? Impressive. Goat's cabin wasn't what Tumble had expected. Cabin made the place sound like it would be built out of logs, but it was just a regular single wide with yellow vinyl siding. A wooden deck built onto the back overlooked a creek. She also spied a brand new kennel with a dog loo in it. Beast was probably hiding from the rain in there, but she was still glad she'd made a point of not wearing a single ruffle or frill. Hey, he's got a boat, said Blue pointing toward a short dock where a green john boat was tied. The outboard motor's been broken for months, Eve said. Goat stepped out of his front door as she parked the car. He was holding a magazine over his head to block the rain and waving so enthusiastically that Tumble couldn't help but wave back. Blue waited to help Ma Myrtle up the steps, so he was the last to enter Goat's house. A teenage girl with bushy hair and glasses met him at the door. She was wearing tight jeans and pink high heels, and she was holding a box of double-decker chocolate moon pies out in front of her like an offering. Hi, said Blue, shaking raindrops off his umbrella. Where's... The girl craned her neck to see over Blue's shoulder. I'm the last one. But I thought... Howard's not with y'all? No. Oh. She pulled the moon pies out of Blue's reach. Uncle Goat said a Montgomery boy was coming, and I... I'm blue. Howard's back at home, Millie, said Granny Eve. She nodded at the box of snack cakes. Are those for him? No, she said. I mean, yes, but only because I know he likes them. It can be for you instead, or you can give it to... Or here. She turned bright red and practically threw the moon pies at blue. I'll give them to him, he promised. I'm just here to help Uncle Goat with the dinner is all, she muttered. You help cook tonight? Tumble's mother asked, sniffing the air. It smells wonderful. Millie nodded. My parents own Flats Restaurant. You should come try our famous swamp cakes. I'm there most days in the summer. How is Baggett? Ma Myrtle asked, her eyes narrowed. Baggett Flat was the one who'd fed Ma Myrtle bad deviled eggs, Blue realized. He hoped his great-grandmother wasn't going to mention the food poisoning in front of Mr. Flat's family. Daddy's the same as always, said Millie, cooking up a storm for the restaurant. 
All of us flats cook, said Goat, waving them toward a pair of card a pair of card tables that had been pushed together in the kitchen. And eat. The whole group fit around the table, but only because nobody complained when they were bumped with an elbow or jostled with a shoulder. The flats served sweet tea and Diet Coke, cheese grits and fried fish. A giant vegetarian lasagna filled the center of the table. From my ticker, Goat explained, loading his plate, I'm trying to eat my vegetables. Millie eventually recovered from her embarrassment. Over bowls full of cobbler for dessert, she told a story about how her father had stuffed himself with so much peach pie during an eat-off that the button on his pants had popped loose and left a dent in a spectator's forehead. Goat burst into a laughing fit, and all at once, Blue understood why he was called Goat. He sounds like a goat, Tumble whispered. She sounded delighted. Shh, Blue said. I remember that, Goat bleated, slapping the table so that the cobbler spoons rattled in their bowls. Nobody's a better eater than my brother Baggett. When we were boys, he nearly ran the restaurant out of business. He ate more of our swamp cakes than the customers did. Mom Myrtle took that as a challenge. She slammed her tea glass down on the table. Our Howard could eat a pie the size of Baggett himself if he had a mind to. Millie smiled dreamily. It would impress Daddy if he did. Oh, it would, said Goat. It would impress him to no end. We ought to get Howard to come down to the restaurant and give it a try one of these days. Mom Myrtle opened her mouth. He doesn't do eating contests, Blue said quickly. Remember, Mom Myrtle? Mom Myrtle shot him a glare, but Blue didn't feel guilty. It was Mom Myrtle's fault that Howard's home was full of bloodthirsty Montgomery's. And with the way she was enjoying the chaos, Blue suspected that she would keep the relatives hanging around and fighting amongst themselves for a long while. The least she could do was not force Blue's cousin into battle with another famous eater.